This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's bring in our man Scott Goldbranson, silver and black today. Scott, Scott, do, Scott don't look happy. Scott, you well, of course he's not. He's got to cover the Raiders. I was going to try to you know, bring him in with something happy, like, hey, are you an NBA fan? Like, are are you excited for the season tonight? Well, let, let me ask you guys this question. And what uh, what cabin in the woods are you in right now? <laughs> you got a, a flannel on? Is, like, he's definitely is, in The Raiders that sent Scott to the woods. <laughs> Jesus. I'm in the woodshed, yes, because I was critical of the coach. Uh, let me ask you this NBA question since you guys are talking about the NBA. Wemby, is he – I mean, the expectations on this kid are just unbelievable. Now, from seeing him in the preseason – uh, yeah, he's got a little bit of rough things here and there, but man, that kid, I, I think everybody's excited about him uh, and we'll see what happens. I mean, that Spurs team's not ready to make a run or anything like that, but I do think that um, everybody's going to have fun watching this kid. Oh, completely agree. Uh, yeah, Scott, he's special. Scott, I ain't, I ain't never seen nothing like this. This guy's 7'4". I know. He's, he's playing like he's 6'4". He can shoot. He can defend. He looks special. He looks he special. See them with Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, CareX, QHD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320, always live on the free Odyssey app. We welcome those watching, listening, wherever you may be. And we welcome our man, Scott Colbranson, who is so tired of covering the Las Vegas Raiders. He's <laughs> off in the woods somewhere. And, Scotty, I can't blame you. Every time you join us, I'm frustrated. Even when they win, I'm frustrated talking about this team. And, Scott... Got to accept responsibility here. We talked last week like, hey, this team has a schedule ahead of them which could put them in a halfway decent spot headed into a really difficult stretch of the schedule. And maybe there's a chance they gather a little momentum here. False! Uh, They did not gather momentum. In fact, Scotty, they got their asses kicked. Mm. That was as embarrassing of a loss as there possibly could have been for Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, and and it's it's a series it's it's one in a series of embarrassing losses under Josh McDaniels in 24 games. You know, that's the thing with our show, I, I'm pretty even keeled, right? I don't get fired cuz I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't do a show as a fan. I do it as an objective observer who covers the Raiders. But even after the game when we did our post game show, I was fired up cuz I am tired of watching bad football. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know, when you have to sit there and watch it, and I mean, I can only I can only feel for fans because they have that emotional bond to the team, and they have to sit through that. But again, Josh McDaniels, this is something that we've seen his entire tenure with the Raiders, which is blown leads, bad performances. He lost to Jeff Saturday. That's this Jeff Saturday's only win as a professional head co- head coach was against the Raiders in their own house. And then you followed up with this, the five blown leads last year, setting NFL records, all that stuff. And, and here's the question I have, and that is, how can anybody believe that this man, this coach, can turn it around? Because he hasn't shown. In fact, guys, you look at the numbers, his record through 24 games with the Raiders is worse than it was in his 24 first games 
with the Broncos. So he has not gone forward from where he was in his first time. He said he learned all these lessons. Now, maybe he did from a player relationship standpoint, and that's good. Mm -hmm. But as it relates to the product on the field, the game planning, I mean, listen, they got beat by a Division II quarterback, okay, Mm -hmm. who, God bless the kid. I mean, he's got a great story and all that stuff. His dad's a badass arm wrestler, the whole deal. Great story. But they came out. The Bears came out, a terrible, terrible team came out and they out-schemed the Raiders on offense. They knew how to run that offense for the quarterback they had playing that day. Imagine that. Then the Raiders counteract with Brian Hoyer, who hasn't won a game in like five years, okay, as a starter. And not only that, but he continues not to be able to throw a touchdown pass either. And listen, Brian Hoyer, a nice guy, great to have him on the roster as kind of a, a coach, if you will, for that quarterback room. But the bottom line is, as you guys know, in the NFL – the quarterback is the most position, uh, important position on the field. The Raiders can't get quarterback play. They don't seemingly do anything on offense, and it's like beating the same drum over and over again that this offense can't get going, so this team can't get going. Man, you said it all right there, Scott. That's, that's picture perfect. The question that I think a lot of Raider fans want to know because everybody I know screams to the high heavens of, of firing Josh McDaniels, and – I forgot if it was we were talking to you or maybe we were just talking amongst each other. It seems like we're far from that. Hmm. Do you think like is it are they getting closer out? Uh, Mark Davis getting closer to getting fed up with Josh McDaniels, and is he really on some type of hot seat right now, or is it just something that the fans have on their radar? And Mark is like, no, I'm in this for the long haul. Well, I think I think anything can happen. He can't be happy, clearly. I mean, look, the team is regressing uh, on offense. The, the Raiders' offense, there's four categories, touchdowns, yards, rushing yards. They're in the bottom eight of Raider in Raider history. 64 years of history, the offensive categories in eight categories are at their lowest in the top and the bottom 10 in 64 years. So you look at the numbers and you look at that and say, well, wait a minute. You know, this isn't like, hey, we're starting a rookie quarterback and we have an all really young team like you see in some other areas, like in Houston with C.J. Stroud. I know he's doing really well, but they, they're they patching things together there. This is a $102 million offense with Devontae Adams, with Josh Jacobs, who still can't get going, with an offensive line that he kept, except for the right guard. He kept that offensive line. He didn't try to improve it. He felt like he had what he needed. He asked for his system, quote unquote, system guys with Jimmy Garoppolo and all these. Jacoby Myers is the only guy who seems to have excelled. But does the system matter if people can't play in it? Mm. Uh, I don't care if they played it in the past. And that's where we're at with it. But I think, look, I, 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 I never go as far as say fire the coach. I know fans do. And that's their right. And I don't begrudge them at all. But you got to think that Mark Davis is looking at this and saying, OK, If I don't see something improve soon, which I don't know why he would, because you have a 24 game sample, why would it change? Um, But, you know, they're going to go to Detroit on Monday night and boy, the second best defense in the league. uh, I don't know how they're going to get offense going. So if it gets a lot worse, I could see it perhaps happening. My guess would be that they struggle through and then make a change after the season. That's just based on prior history with the Raiders. Uh, obviously the John Gruden thing was a whole different issue. They have let coaches go in the middle of seasons, but it's always been because of some really egregious off the field relationship with Al Davis or whatever it was. And so, so I don't see them doing it. I think if they're not going to fire him in the next few weeks that you'll see them ride him out 
for the rest of the season. And then if things continue to go like they are and they win three or four games, then I could see them making a change because I think you would have to. We can answer. I mean, it's easy to answer this question in hindsight. Um, I think a lot of us felt a certain way at the time. I definitely know Raider fans felt a certain way at the time. And it's the decision to go with Brian Hoyer over Aiden O'Connell. The outcome could have been exactly the same. But the unknown, the idea of Brian Hoyer, I don't think has won a – what is he like? Oh, in his last 12 games? Like that man hasn't won a game in a long time. I think Raider fans were like, let's see what we have with this kid and, and, and see if it amounts to anything. And, again, it's easy to look at this in hindsight, but we shouldn't gloss over the fact, Scott, that a lot of Raider fans were really upset. A lot of analysts were perplexed at the idea of going with Brian Hoyer with a week's worth of preparation headed into this game. Right, and that's that's where I get to – and, listen, I've never been a head coach in any level of football, okay? Let me make that clear. So Josh McDaniels knows offense more than I could ever possibly know. But the, the decision-making process here, number one – you know what Brian Hoyer is. He stated that he started him because he had uh, the best chance to give them uh, to win the game. And Aiden O'Connell, we don't see him in practice. Maybe he's got a ways to go and, and he's, he's got some things to work on. That's fine. He's a rookie. You would expect that. But the question is, he could continue to refer to preseason and say, hey, well, it's not preseason because Aiden O'Connell did so well in the preseason. It's not preseason and we're going to go with our veteran. Well, Brian Hoyer was awful in the preseason. So what made you think getting into the regular season that he was going to give you a better chance to win? Not only that, but if you watch the film like I did Monday and you see Brian Hoyer just completely missing open receivers the entire game. And I say open, meaning that he didn't even pass, go their direction. So he wasn't even seeing the field well. And and at halftime even, he had a chance at halftime to put the rookie in. He doesn't do it and they continue to struggle and then the game gets out of hand and then they put Aiden O'Connell in. So I get you kind of want to protect your rookie, but at this point, when you're you're starting quarterbacks out and your choice is between a young guy that you drafted, you mm. moved up to mm. draft because you saw something there. Yeah. Uh, and then you go with the guy who hasn't won a game, who's not going to give you, I think, that spark you need on offense. And and that's where the decision making comes across. I mean, after the game, guys, you know, they talked about the the how they just got, as you said, they got their ass kicked, right? But Josh, I mean, excuse me, Josh McDaniels had, in my in my definition, the balls to come out and say, well, yeah, they beat us in two of the three phases of the game. I thought our kicking game did really good. Oh, come on, man. No, he did. He said that. Not only did he say that, but remember, they missed the first field goal. Okay, <laughs> Come on, man, this guy. They missed the field And then yesterday in the press conference, gents, he again brought it up, said, well, you know, at least we, our kicking game, we're proud of the I'm like, if you're if you're out there and you just got your ass whooped, look, just move past it. Just say, hey, look, you know what? We got to do better. I got to do better. Next question. Why would you even think? But it, I think it shows to a point that he's not necessarily recognizing himself what some of the issues are. And if he's not, boy, it, it's hard to talk to a Raider fan and say, hey, have some hope because I just don't see what he's done and what he's able to do to turn it around. Could they turn it around? Yeah, they could. They got talent on offense. But what makes you think they will? And I can't give anybody an honest answer that would be a positive. So the, real quick before we get you out of here, this is, this is the, the, the thing that might seal his fate. Has he lost the players? Do the players look at him and say, sky's overmatched, we don't have a chance, we're not going to win with this guy. We've heard you know, some rumblings 
from Devontae Adams. He hasn't said that, but he's said a number of different times. Like, hey, read between the lines. Yeah, you, I, I need to be more involved, whatever the case may be. Has he gotten to the point, in your opinion, where he's losing the, the, the players? I don't think so. I think maybe some, uh, you know, if you're a guy on a one-year deal and you're not really committed, uh, I can see why you lose faith really quickly, but there's been no indication that there's kind of that issue yet. Cause I think that is the one thing that could force Mark Davis's hand to make a change at coach during the season, but there's been no indication of that so far, you know, fans want to say that that's happening, but, but there's coming out of that locker room and, and from the beat guys, down the line that we talked to, I've not heard that one bit, uh, but it's early too. So we'll see what happens. They're going to go to Detroit now, and that's going to be a tough game on Monday night. And and if they get just walloped again on a national stage and look like they did against the Bears, then maybe you know you start to see uh, breaks in the dam. I don't know. Uh, but as of right now, I, I, that's the one piece I'll give credit to Josh McDaniels on is that he didn't do in Denver was that I think he's developed a better relationship with players so that, that perhaps during a time like this, they're not quite there yet, but nothing lasts forever. Any update on any, any, any idea about the status of Jimmy Garoppolo? No, I mean, we'll get the first injury report tomorrow, which I obviously think that he'll uh, be at practice, but we don't know for sure. So we'll have a better indication tomorrow on that one. The signs indicate from everything that they've said, which is little, that he appears to be on schedule to get back for De- for Detroit. But, man, uh, with the way the offensive line has played at time, although they did play pretty good against the Bears uh, in the past protection, just didn't have a quarterback to throw the ball, um, that that going to Detroit, man, it might be a tough time for him to come back um, and and face that, that line's defense, which has a lot of dog in it, man. And I don't know, uh, you know, you'd hate to see him get hurt again. So we'll see what they end up doing. All I know is that if they start Brian Hoyer again at any point in this season, uh, you could see Raider Nation literally organize and riot at their headquarters because uh, it's just not it. That explains why Scott is in his Justin Timberlake Man in the Woods era. Justin Timberlake. He's, he's a, a, a man in the woods. That's how bad the Raiders are. Scotty's like, I can't take this. I'm going to the woods. He's got an axe somewhere. He's going to go chop some... <laughs> Some 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 firewood or something. Go in the mountains, right? Yeah. Man in the mountains. I'm just I'm gonna say right now, um, Scott. I know you so you have ties uh, to the Kings, but we're gonna make it official. You're a Kings fan this year. Watch go. some Kings games. If you ever come out to sack, you know we got you. Okay. Come on through, man. Absolutely, let's go. I mean, hey, man, I go back to Phil Ford and Bill Robenzine, a lot of those guys. So. Uh, that's an easy one for me. <laughs> Scotty, we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry we always have to talk about a bad football team. <laughs> that's right. Likewise, guys. Maybe one day it turns around.